0: Welcome to the social media takeaway. I'm your host Louise Macdonald, and today I'm speaking to independent book publisher Orla Kelly and today we're going to talk about the steps that you should follow if you want to write a non-fiction book. We'll also be discussing the pitfalls to avoid. So hi everyone and you're very welcome to this episode of the Social Media Takeaway. Today I'm delighted to be joined by my publisher Orla Kelly from Orla Kelly Publishing. So Orla Kelly is an independent book publisher having set up Orla Kelly Publishing back in 2014 and since then she has published over 200 books in 30 different book categories. Now she works with business professionals who want to increase their influence and visibility in the marketplace helping them to write and publish the best book to grow their business and enhance their credibility as the go-to expert in their field. You're very welcome to the show, Orla.
1: Thanks so much, Louise, for having me on. No,
0: my pleasure, my pleasure. So do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about a bit about your backstory?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose there's no, it's chalk and cheese. I've come from an environmental consultancy background where you could find me swinging off chimney stacks, doing air pollution testing being on wind farms, contaminated land reassessments, the works. But really, I suppose I got into publishing purely by accident when um, my kids were young. Uh, My son was very sick, so I gave up work to take care of him. And suddenly I found, what am I going to do with myself? But I was always I was always like figuring out how do I do different things? And really, when I worked, I I was very technical. I was very analytical, methodical. But when you have kids, that gets thrown out the window. So you have to relearn how to do things like things like jigsaws, tell stories. And suddenly the creative, imaginative side of my brain kicked in for a few years. And so I started to tell them stories. And then one day my son, we used to get books from the library and we'd run out of reading material. And so my son started to write a little story for his sister. Like he was probably about, you know, seven at the time. She was five. And anyway, um, I, you know, it was time to go to bed and he said, oh, mom, my story's not finished. I said, sure. He said, can you finish the story for me? And I went, grand, sure, I would have done anything to get them to bed. But of course, then when I sat down and I looked at what he wrote, I went, how can I do this? This is beautiful. I, but I made them a promise. So I sat down and I started to just write out what I felt would be a good addition to the story. And, you know, but i wanted little life lessons put into it that they wouldn't listen to if it's mom telling them these messages but you know it was told through forest animals and every night i would write a little bit more read them the story and then my daughter said mom can you print it out for us light bulb moment i'm going to do more than that i'm going to teach myself how to publish i don't know where it came from but as soon as i had put it out there i started figuring out when they were asleep you know when my son was at school my daughter it's a primary school I was figuring out how to do this. How do I do this? I started to teach myself. And, you know, I remember when I actually taught myself how to publish my book on Amazon. I was so terrified. I was afraid to tell anybody because imposter syndrome, they will think, who does she think she is? Does she think she's the next JK Rowling? And then I was afraid of negative comments and all that. And I still never forget that vulnerability of being an author, of putting your work out there and afraid what are people going to think? Can I handle rejection? Can you know what if it's not good enough? And you do, and even I find as a business professional now, we still have those same fears. We absolutely do. First book I wrote, uh,
0: my Facebook marketing book, that which I was writing, I'd say from maybe 2016, I was writing it, and I remember like that when I thought about oh my goodness, who's going to see this and what are they going to say about it? I would literally, I I would be paralyzed. I would literally be at my keyboard and I would not be able to type anything just because of the fear. And and as part of the process that I followed to write the book, I had to like have like images of my avatars all around my desk. And so when I looked at my avatars and these were the people that I were help, that I was helping day in, day out through my training and my coaching. And I thought, well, if I can reach them and they read it, they're not, they're going to think they're going to really enjoy it, they're going to because I know through my day to day that's how I help people. And when I looked at my avatars, I could type, and when I thought about my competitors, I would be frozen in fear. And then I think you just have to get to the point where you go, Oh, well, just do
1: it. <laughs> you, you do, and even now that I'm a publisher, and I think people knowing that I'm not just a publisher, but I've come that route and I know what it's like. I really feel it stood to me in offering a very personal service because I know different people need different levels of support throughout the whole process. And no one ever knows what's going on in someone's life at any particular time. So sometimes I need to just hold that space. Other times I may need to give a gentle push or a prompt. Other times I need to give encouragement. Look, no, it really I have your back. If it wasn't good enough, I would tell you because it's not just your reputation. It's mine, too. And I think when somebody knows they're not alone that somebody that they have a professional behind them who wouldn't put them almost in harm's way or have them put something out there that, you know, is not their best work. That's so reassuring. It, re- it really and truly is, because I think that's what the, the fundamentals. Yes, I can publish books, so can other people. But it's what makes you different and what makes all of us different is what's key.
0: That's so true. And, you know, I always remember like you published my annual social media content planner and guide. And I always love when you come back and you go, Louise, this is really good. Or yeah. this is, you know, and you tell me what you like about it. And sometimes you can be a lonely place and you, know, you have a team of people, but you're still the, the owner of that organization. Yeah. And so to have somebody who's a peer come back and say, that's super good. That's really good. I really like it. You've done a great job. I remember the feeling, yeah. you know, I yeah. was like, oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. That little bit of encouragement to keep going.
1: Yeah, and it's not like that your ego needs this. You don't. But it's just you You need to feel something. You're, you're in a safe pair of hands and somebody has your back and there's an extra pair of eyes on your book in case you miss something, leave something out, something you may have overlooked, that there's somebody there who's following the process and saying, okay, well, look, I'm not just your publisher, but I'm reading it as a target, who your target market is. So if I'm reading it and I'm enjoying it and I'm following through and it makes sense, then so will your target market. And I think that's really important.
0: And and so for anyone that's here, any coaches, consultants, online entrepreneurs that are here that are not published authors, but kind of have it in their heads i had it in my head for about two years before i actually signed up to a course like a write your own nonfiction in 90 days i did a, a program i think if i hadn't have done that it would have always been on my yeah i'm going to do it yeah i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and then it just never did it so for anyone who is kind of thinking that they want to to write a book what what would you say to encourage them to, to take the next step
1: do you know what i have i suppose i've been very lucky and it's very humbling that anyone who works with me they haven't, it hasn't, they haven't regretted the process because again, they've always been glad that they've done it. If think my busiest time was probably during COVID because people had time to finish the book. They couldn't use procrastination as an excuse, you know. And lots of the time, people just need, need they need to know that they're supported because they, you do feel alone and you feel like, oh God, this is going to be. I, I don't have the time for this. This is going to take forever, but it doesn't have to be forever. There's so many different. Um, opportunities for you to write your book, whether you need it, sh- just be interviewed and say, OK, well, look, let's just set aside so many t- sessions. I will interview you. Let's talk about the outline. Let's talk about the structure. I can set the questions, or you can help me t- uh, send some prompts and have it as a fireside conversation. And then it gets transcribed, put in some sort of order. So it doesn't have to be you tapping away at your keyboard, maybe your head wrecked and you're exhausted. Or else you can record it into your dictaphone you know, at, at all different times of the day or the evening when a moment of inspiration comes and get it transcribed. So it doesn't have to be a slog and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be painful.
0: Yet at the same time, when you are a published author, it just kind of puts you in a different category. It's nearly like your business card. It's all of a sudden you're available to anyone in the world to buy your book. If it's available on Amazon, It it gives you credibility. It's something that if you're speaking at events, you can bring it with you, you can sell it, you can you, know, oh, yeah. you can give people a taste of what you're about and and from there you can develop a, a further relationship with them. So it's definitely it's definitely definitely worth doing. And I don't regret any of the books that I published. Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, it, it does not- make you stand apart because there's so many other business professionals who haven't written books uh, like social media. So, again, it's like, well, you know, they have to work harder to try and stand out from their competitors because. You know, there's a certain authority associated when you become a published author because it's like, you know, you know what you're talking about and you've proved it. And here it is. It's something tangible you have. But it, it doesn't always have to be a physical print book. And I think physical print books are amazing because, as you say, networking events. You know, if you have a, a meeting, a business lunch with somebody and you're talking about their a problem they're having, Can you imagine just saying to them, you know, yeah, that probably we're having. I actually discussed that in chapter five. Would you like a copy of my book? Suddenly it's like, whoa, this person is different to the last person I was talking to. Or that proposal that came across my desk. This is actually a published author. You know, it it, it does. It's it's psychological, but it, it, it does work. And it's a brilliant lead magnet for growing your business. It also educates people. You control the narrative. You control the the message, the tone of voice, what you want to communicate in your book, how you like to communicate, the value and the results you you achieve. And it's going to be working for you then because people are picking up the book. They're never going to bin a book. Business cards get lost. Books have value, massive value.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so for anyone who's thinking about writing their first nonfiction, their first business book, what steps do you recommend that they should follow in order to start from a blank screen or page to that big launch event where they're celebrating the launch of their first book. Are you a successful coach or consultant looking to scale your business to the next level? Are you ignoring social media or find you're spending time there, but it's not leading to new business? I'd like to invite you to my exclusive five-day challenge, Turn Social Media Time Into Sales. It's starting on Monday the 13th of May at 12 p.m. ET. Discover how to use social media to drive real business sales and achieve your goals. By the end of the challenge, you'll be spending less time on social media, but you'll be getting better results. And not only that, you'll have a clear roadmap for success. Get ready to feel enthusiastic, energised, and empowered to take your business to new heights. Don't miss out, sign up at www.sellonsocialmedia.academy forward slash five day challenge.
1: There's so much to really think about. First of all, you need to look at the bigger picture, okay? What are you absolutely passionate about that your clients are always raving about that when somebody speaks about you in conversation? They're going to be talking but you need to talk to me. She does X, Y and Z. She's amazing. So it's what results you actually achieve. OK, so again, if you're achieving results, that should be what the, what you write about in your book. Who also you like to, to, to work with, because there's no point in writing a book and attracting the wrong people to your business who you who really you don't ever want to work with. They're not your target market. They may pay you. They may want to work with you. But there's no point in being in business if you don't enjoy who you're working with or who you're who you're attracting to your business. Okay, again, you've got to consider, well, what makes me different? You know, how can I make this not just another generic book? Okay, so what what is my unique angle? What makes me different? to um to somebody else who does the same type of work. Okay. Because again, people do buy p- from people. So again, they need to feel that the know, like, and trust factor is there, that they actually like you as a person. Because even if you're even if you're a business professional, if they don't like you, they're not going to they're not going to buy from you. They're not going to read your book or engage with your service or recommend to you then they look at, then they need to then you need to consider well you know what can they get from me that they can't get from somebody else you know it's not just I talk about the emotional benefits the support in addition to the tangible results then you really need to look at okay well you know what's going to be the theme of my book so if I know all of that and I know what I'm passionate about that I could speak for everyone because if I can speak for everyone and I'm fired up that energy that enthusiasm that tone is going to come through in your voice okay that's so when somebody's reading your book they're going to go i like the sound of that person they get me i get them and then when they pick up the phone to talk to you or get on a call with you a zoom call they recognize you through the book okay absolutely so the theme is what your overall topic is going to be you're going to you're going to write about the tone of the voice am i going to come across as you know informative informal it just engaging and warm you storytelling or is this going to be just an educational and authority style book? I always say, try to use the same language that you normally use in your business life. Um, But really it should also be, I always feel that that still needs to be who you genuinely are as a person. Again, what's the purpose of your book? My book is to, you know, what you want to choose, my book is for, and be very clear on who your target audience is, like for example, it's for, um, you know, single parents who are struggling with day to day financial needs. So my book is going to be financial pl- planning for single parents, for example, that's my overall theme of the book. OK, then you're going to need to look at. Well, you know. So that's the theme of the book. The purpose of the book is, well, what does my book need to contain if it's supposed to be for this target group? So then you break it down as to what they need to hear from you, how you're going to communicate your value and show that you understand what their problems are, how you can help them and not just how you can help them, how you are best able to help them more than anybody else. Okay, and then you need to look at well, okay, if I'm gonna write this book, how am I going to position it, you know? Um, And where am I going to position it? You know, do people want uh, a paperback book? Or am I going to push the boat out and have a hardback book that maybe I'm going to keep them for my you know, uh, mastermind clients only, or you can't order online. So it really is by invite only, I'm giving them to my high fee paying clients. Everyone else can buy a, hard, a paperback book. Or are, are they going to need instant results to, you know now right now that maybe I can give them an, an ebook format? Or maybe, if they're traveling a lot and would they like to listen to maybe the sound of my voice, that I can actually communicate the voice using my passion, using my integrity, and create an audiobook version, you know? So there's so many different touch points, even around publishing, that you can offer to to your target readers, because different people like to like to consume information in different ways as well. So you need to think of all these things. And obviously having the more options available, the better.
0: So that's fantastic, Orla. And tell me, like, what what mistakes do you generally see people make if if they were going to publish a book and they don't seek advice?
1: Yeah, like, it's very hard to retrofix a book after it's come to me. And, you know, sometimes I always say, you know, if you want to get your book published, you should really get solid advice early on because you could end up writing the wrong book or a generic book. And then it can just come across as like a textbook because you're trying to show your authority, but you're forgetting to put some personality and engagement into it. So again, I always say, if I pick up a book, I I would love to have a a table of contents that when I'm scanning through, I go, ooh, this is a great book because I I know by the table of contents. They're addressing the issues I have. Then when I turn the page, I would love to see part that, that, you know, is a, It was a message from the author about why you wrote the book, who it's for, what you'll get as a result of reading the book, you know, so what's contained in the book and how you will benefit. So before I even even if I think you of buying the book and if it's online or even just if I have a physical copy and I'm browsing it, wondering will I buy it. If I read that, that will tell me enough whether that book is for me or not. OK, because again. It shows also that, yeah, what the person writing book understands me because they're my pain points. That's exactly what I need in the book. And it's telling me how I'm going to benefit. Bingo. Of course, it shows you've written with intent and intent, intention. And also that the content is delivering on your promise. I have seen lots of books, you know, talk about that, you know, what they're going to do and they just don't do it or it fizzles. Our books take too long to do and the the author gets jaded or distracted and repeats themselves or just gets bored and just says, OK, it's done. And it's okay. harder to fix those books afterwards.
0: OK, so so number one mistake would be coming to a publisher when you've already gone so far down the line with your book that there's be too hard to fix. Basically,
1: it, it can be fixed, but it may not be the best angle that you need to target, it may not be your target audience, because you might be just thinking, I need to write a book because everyone's telling me I should write a book, but it's just another book, you know, <laughs> you may not put the thought into it, well, who who needs to read this book and what do I want them to do, you know, oh, well, I've got this course coming up, or I've got a mastermind or changing direction, oh, I'm, this book needs to be written for them, so you're not really thinking about you know, who you're writing for. and That that can be one of the biggest mistakes then as well, you know. And if the book's know. been too long and too long-winded and repetitive.
0: Yeah, actually, that even reminds me of me having my avatars stuck up around my desk when I was typing my, my first book. And, 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 and yeah, it, it actually really helped because when I looked at them and I'd say, what would I say to them about this particular topic and this this particular chapter I'm writing about in the book? And then it would just flow out of me. I would just like, just write it like I was saying it. And it, it just, it, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. OK, that's num- number one mistake. Anything, any other mistakes people make?
1: The other mistake is maybe not getting their book ed- professionally edited. Well, my writing is, is is fine, you know, but you can get blindness from looking at your screen and being too familiar with your with your content. So I always say, look, really do, even if it's not a full edit, you do need a professional proofread to look after it. Editing is not just fixing typos. It's it's not or, or finding missing words. A good editor will look at the whole structure, the flow, and the clarity. And clarity is something when it's a business book, you really do need to have clarity. Very so I think that that would definitely be one of them and also not having any takeaways or calls to action at the end of every chapter ah. and, or having um a, a call to action at the end, which leads somebody to where you want them to go, what action you want them to take at the very end of the book also.
0: Okay, brilliant. First big mistake is coming to a publisher too late when you've already far down the road with your writing and your structure, and it just may not be good enough. It's just Mm -hmm. because you're not an expert; you're just you're an expert in your field, but you're not an expert in writing books. Second thing, not getting it professionally edited, and third thing was not having a call to action. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good.
1: Absolutely, and and also in terms of layout, if there's a lot of content there, it's like looking at okay, well, what can I do to break up this content? Maybe if I put in a table, maybe if I put in a quote, maybe if I put in bullet points, use different style headings, you know, what to do to make it easier and a more enjoyable experience for the reader as well. So you're right thinking right. of the reader in mind.
0: All the time. Perfect. The any time.
1: other any other mistakes people make? Um, not getting their not getting their book out there, having it hanging around forever and just never getting it finished. You know, it 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 sadly it, it is a big one, or also maybe looking at the content and saying, and think, realizing afterwards that they're trying to have to covered too many topics, but it's just coming across in the wrong order as well, or you're trying to do too many things and it's just not very clear what the book is even about or what do you want the reader to do. So there are people who write books and it's just not clear why they're writing it or what they want to achieve, and it just becomes another book, and you, somebody may never finish the book and put it, or put it down and the author has lost that potential for building a relationship with somebody. So you need not just a call to action, but you need different types of call to actions because some person may be reading a part of the book and one call to action may not resonate with them. But then in a later chapter, either the same one or a different type of one may resonate with them based on the content at that time and what they need. So you need to have different, um, not just one, but just different um, touch points there that will resonate with them.
0: Yeah, one of the best pieces of advice that I got this year for my 2024 social media planner and guide was I have like $377 or worth of free resources in the planner and i used to just kind of mention those like at the beginning of the planner in my in my intro and i and i had a page uh some where i mentioned them and i think it was they were mentioned maybe in two or three places in the planner but then somebody made a suggestion it was such a good suggestion that for the you know my daily prompts there's like for every mo- every month of the year there's like uh the month is set out and every day within the month has a prompt associated with it so it's maybe national hugging day or things like that but at the top of each one of those pages now I have the don't forget to download your don't forget to download your free resources and it's had a massive impact on the number of people who have taken that action because you said it's just more visible and you've got to think about the people who don't read the intro and the people who don't you know who skip through and just look at the particular parts of the book like so yeah that's, that's such that's such good advice
1: and you see the thing is you've got to be open to change as well to try different things there is no failure it's only feedback completely and you know, and and sometimes people just give up and say, "Oh, my book's not selling; it's it's useless." And they just forget that maybe the cover's not working, maybe the title's not working, maybe the message isn't communicated right. So you do need to call in experts, you know, to 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 do an evaluation. Say, okay, well, let's just try this, you know, and you just try different things till you find out what what works. And sometimes, yes, you do need somebody in to go to critically look at this and say, "Well, what type of marketing are you putting out there about your book?" You know. Well, is that really what the what the book is about? Or uh, and you know, by having an expert come in and look at it strategically is so important because you're so close to your own content, you may not be getting the right message out there. Are nice. are in the right forum?
0: This is all really really good advice, Orla. Yeah, this is re- really really good. Tell me, what are your thoughts about um AI and the likes of ChatGPT? <laughs>
1: yeah well I know like actually even there's I have one client now she's written a number of books I've, pu- I've published four of her books so far um and she's done one herself now using AI prompts but again it's she's using her own um content but then she's using chat GPT for prompts as to chapter titles and subtitles and topics to cover and that's great but I always say see it as a resource to use but don't ever replace what's genuinely yours and what's up here because we we don't want tools replacing our brain and what makes us unique um so i i w- i do say if it helps you get you fired up gives you prompts to inspire you to to take action definitely use it but but don't forget all of this wealth of knowledge and expertise you have that's irreplaceable and it's your intellectual property it's why clients want to work with you as opposed to working with a robot, you know? And I, I think the power of human connection is irreplaceable.
0: This is so true, this is so true. Yeah, so yeah, ChatGPT, wonderful tools for helping productivity, mm. but all your own ideas all your creativity. Yeah, don't lose yourself to it. Yeah, I give it totally true. Candice, can you think of a, an example in your whole publishing career, something that really stood out as a success? You, you were... Yeah,
1: I, I suppose sometimes um, it's down to the, there's so many things I could say that there's the, the biggest success factor I would say for any particular book when I look back now at all of the books I've done has been the author behind the book and how passionate they are about their book and the message it contains. That has been rocket fuel because, again, I offer a service I do like what I feel a really good service. I get on really well with my clients. But the catalyst I feel for success of any book really is down to the author behind the book. But for them, how passionately they speak about their 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 message, how they help people getting visibility on their books and taking the steps to be visible as opposed to just thinking because they think their book is great. Everyone else is going to find it great and do nothing about it and think it's going to be found. Sadly, it won't, you know, and I, I do definitely find, you know, even if you feel, well, I'm passionate about my book, but I haven't the time. In my book, outsource. Just have that conversation and a, a, any really good marketing company will actually keep your integrity and your author's voice, but they will communicate effectively for you. So I do feel either you're going to have to do the marketing publicity yourself or you're going to have to outsource, but you can't do none of them. It you just unfortunately it. won't work. It, it's, it won't your book. Unfortunately, it, it, you know, you'll be a published author. You'll have copies of your book. It will be online, but it does need Publicity. you need to push it, yeah, 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 you do yeah completely
0: I t- totally get that as well so um, orla, any other advice then you'd give anybody thinking at now, so like how long does it take? How long does it take to write a book? what kind of time frame should they be thinking of?
1: Um, I would think for anybody to, I suppose, from start to finish, really can take five to six months. It depends if you're starting from scratch. OK, again, I, I would always say if somebody is genuinely knows now, I really genuinely do need to, to publish a book to grow my business. I would think, come to me, have that conversation, you know, and let's 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 get you, you know, started on the line. Because, again, one of my programs that I, I give to all my clients is Foundations for Success. And it's making sure that you write the right book to grow your business. You know, looking at your um, USP, your target readers, your your tone of voice, looking at all of the bigger picture in, in how you communicate to make sure you write the right book um, first time. So that then when that gets edited and it's ready to be published, everything is perfect. So, again, that, that's what I would recommend to people
0: and so have you have a really uh, cool free ebook that you're going to offer everyone all the listeners here today it's available in the link in the show notes
1: yeah absolutely and again you know i i have written this with with business professionals in mind so to make sure that they know all the steps they need to take and why they should publish their book
0: and so just to let everyone know that's called unlock the untold a guide to writing a business book so Orla, that I think will be an invaluable resource to anyone who is thinking about writing a business book. I would certainly recommend following a structure, following a guide, because as I said, I've written like four books now. You're an expert in your own field, but you're not an expert in writing books. When you start off, you're really enthusiastic. But that enthusiasm will wane at a certain point. And so having a structure that you're following will help you just to get through the process. And it's well worth it, you know, because that 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 time when you launch your book and I remember the feeling, I never forget the feeling of receiving my first book ever in the post. And I got it, and I didn't expect to get it because it came early. <laughs> and I remember opening up the package and the feeling, it nearly like literally just, I felt this kind of, Energy nearly pushed me back. I was just so, I couldn't, I just literally jumped back. It was such a feeling to to hold this book in your hands and to to look at the cover and to see your name it's just phenomenal And and i know then people used to send me photographs of my my book um on the shelves in in different bookstores and and that was a phenomenal feeling so again like i i would say if you're thinking about writing a book and i know we've talked about using it as a as a lead magnet as something to help you grow your business but equally sometimes it can be just a book that you want to write just to to capture like all the the knowledge that you have it's nearly a legacy that you can leave as well and you know that book is will always be there and you can hand it down through the generations in your family that's your legacy that's your piece of work and it nobody can ever take that away from you so i i'm very i think it's a a wonderful thing to do and i think you know by all means reach out to orla she'll help you that and that free ebook is going to be the first thing to get to get you going so i'm i'll put that in the show notes i'll put it in the link you'll be able to pick it up Orla, thank you so much for being my guest thank you, uh, today um, on this show. I think it's been absolutely phenomenal. So just to recap, we spoke to everybody about uh, the steps that you should follow when you're writing a book, and we, we also talked about some mistakes that you should avoid, um, which I think were really practical and useful. Um, thanks again, Orla. And uh, um, I look forward to publishing more and more books with you in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Louise. It's been an absolute pleasure. And again, I highly recommend anybody, if you're a business professional, and you do want book marketing. I think get to, get to Louise. Have a conversation with Louise too. <laughs> Thanks very much, Orla.
0: Thanks for listening to the Social Media Takeaway podcast. If you loved this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to Sell on Social Media dot Academy forward slash hello.